Hey, how's it going? This is Billy. And I'm Jen. And you're listening to Coffee Talk with Billy and Jen. Cheers, my love. Well, cheers to you, love. Um, Rare in Coffee Talk history, we've restarted this podcast three times. (laughs) And that's because of you. Yeah. Yeah. First time I did a faux pas, um, I swore profusely. And (laughs) false. (laughs) No, I did it. Little Rin Rin's in the room. I wouldn't do that. If she weren't here, though, I might just lose myself. Um, False. And second time, I just was like, hello, this is. Hello, this is. Oh, hello, this is. <laughs> oh, hello, this is. Uh, okay, this struggle this morning. Speaking of is... swearing profusely, I got this book on vacation called "Stop Driving Like an A Hole." If you're a child and you're listening, "A Hole" is a bad word, but it is the funniest, also very crude and profane, but one of the funniest books I've ever read, and it just literally lights up all of the terrible types of drivers in society today. Each each page is like, you know, the mail truck driver, the guy who takes forever to park in the parking lot, the slow turner, the texter. Oh, I mean, it's everything. God, it's it's just bringing me so much joy, so much profane joy. <laughs> Jen, you're just staring at me and yawning. Am I, I had the I'm biggest sorry. Yawn. Am you know, I like, boring you? You know like you're supposed to say something, but you have a yawn, so you can't do anything about it. Like the yawn, the yawn takes over. It's part of. It's part of the. You know what? I'll just I'll just put this on my shoulder and carry this one. You know, since you're so bored out of your mind, you actually have been up at the crack of dawn. Well, we both were. I've been it's, up as long as you, the by the way. First moment I sat down, just the yawn hit me. Okay, me too, babe. Like we've been going the same. Cheers. We're cheers the same to, rate, huh? Cheers to a beautiful sunny morning it here is. in Seattle, Washington. It's gorgeous. And cough talk studios. Vic is upset because the sun's in her eyes. It's just gorgeous today. Well, darling, I just love you so much. Speaking of it, this week is Serenity's 17th birthday. And Judah. And Judah, our son, 22nd. But Judah's not here. 22. So Judah doesn't get a shout out like Lil Ren Ren does. Oh, he gets a shout out. Not not as much as Lil Ren Ren because she's in the studio. She's right here. Um, Serenity, first of all, happy birthday, baby girl. Love you very much. I had to tell her this morning, I go, babe. You know I love you, and mom and dad are going to help you get a car, but I don't want you to think we're getting you a car for your birthday. <laughs> she yeah. knew that. I know, but to me, that's my worst nightmare. Is like my daughter's like, oh, my God, I think I'm getting a car. And then we get her like. It's your 17th. We, we don't, get her a new iPhone, yeah. or she's like, thank you. <laughs> you know, no. like, I told him. I tried to tell him that you weren't expecting that. I just wanted to make sure. I want to, you know, it's like know our expectations. I just didn't want her to be disappointed on her 17th good birthday. Father. But Christmas, though? Potentially, <laughs> no. potentially. Let's not we'll see. What, we'll see what Santa throws thanks, down the chimney. Thanks, Vic the sound chick. We'll see if Santa throws it down the chimney. <laughs> um, Lil Ren Ren, you're 17 years old. Yes. As of Saturday, Saturday you'll be 17 on September 11th. Let me ask you this: What year of your life have you enjoyed the most? It's a fantastic um, question. I remember the the age that I remember the not the most, but the age that I remember. Like, as early as, it was eight that I remember, and then from then on, but I think my favorite year, maybe, like, my 15th. 15? Why 15? Yeah. Uh, I think that was my favorite summer. It was just a really fun summer, and I think I went on a missions trip then. Oh. oh. I think that was to El Salvador. Trip. No, that was when I was, like, 14. I went to Bulgaria. Oh, you love that. I think I was 15. Yeah, I may have just turned 16, but... I think 15 was definitely my favorite. So not too far ago. I mean, that was just a couple years ago. A year and a half. Yeah. Well, I mean, two years. Right? And you say, it's funny half. she says she can remember at eight, because you have, you've made comments about houses that we lived in when you were two. Yeah, two. I, and I she's like, yeah. Two, but like, memory-wise, like, I remember my eighth birthday. That's the only birthday that I, that far back I can remember, and then from then on. Yeah. 
Oh, happy 17, man. That's awesome. Babe, what year are you looking forward to the most right now? You're four near 33. And, um, you mean the years that are coming or years yeah, that have like, been? Yeah, like is there a year right now that you're like, I'm looking forward. Okay, so I'm about to turn 45. And if you ask me, like, is there a year that you're looking forward to? The answer is no. I <laughs> know. <laughs> <laughs> like, can't wait to hit you actually, yeah, There's no year I'm actually looking forward I to. I think you asked that question to answer the question. Okay, do you have a year? <laughs> I mean, you're only 42. Do you have a year that you're like... I can't wait. I think once you, I don't know, maybe it's me. After you turn 40, I don't think you're looking forward to more years of getting older. I think I actually am just looking forward to this coming year, to be honest. Like, I'm I'm looking forward to this year. Like, I'm excited about it. Like, what could be, when you're in your 40s, you're kind of like, it's it's good, you're you're good. You're good, but you want to grow. I don't know. I feel like I was really excited about being 25. I was really excited about being 30. 35 was even fun. So now that I'm 40, it's kind of like I'm good. Like um, I'm looking forward to, I will say this, now that I'm trying to put my mind around, I'm looking forward to 49. And here's why. Because that's the year before 50. And at 49, I want to be like, like, what if, like, how much life have we lived? You know what I'm saying? I was going to say, what have we done? But I don't think that's a great measure of living life, what you do. Like all that you've accomplished, because what is accomplishment? It's I mean, if we're still married, what a great accomplishment! You know what I'm saying, like, yeah. and, we, and we go if <laughs> when we're still married at um, 49. So, like, you know, how much life have you lived? You know, before you hit 50, because then when you hit 50, I still I still feel like you have a good. Honestly, I think at 50, I still have a good solid 20 something years of like for sure of doing like of like doing like going for it, like really going for it. Not to say that after 70 you can't go for it. I know some 70 year olds and 75 year olds that are just killing life. In fact, I know an 80 year old who's just crushing the game, shocking. Like you'd think they're 60. Um, but for me, I would think definitely at 70, life slows down big time, you know, yeah. and it should, as it should, by the way. As it well, should. It, the season should change, yeah, right? Seasons it should, change. You should embrace that the season of life for sure. Yeah, I think I think yeah. fifty. You said be, thirty-five was one of your favorite years. My thirty. I loved my thirties. Yeah, and I'm love. I'm loving my forties. I'm loving my forties. So I think it's it's been just as good as my thirties. I mean, I learned a ton. I went through some rough moments in my thirties, but thirties were good. I learned a lot. A silent salute to NFL starting this week. Yeah, it is. Yeah, football season. Silence. I, I saw a meme. I saw a meme <laughs> a the other day. Bit. It was just just like a woman just sitting in different rooms all alone, and all it said was "football season has started." <laughs> and I thought, oh my gosh, she's so so right. Like, if, <laughs> you're not, not pick the sound shaker, little Rin Rin. They're I love football. In, they're in fantasy football leagues with their us. husbands are gone. Your boyfriends Babe, are nowhere. You hang out phone. like you're never alone. You like watch we're, it. I, like, I fall asleep. Yeah. I feel so. You fall alone. asleep not on the couch. Honestly, I kind of like it. I like when you guys are like loving the game. I'm like cheering. And people are yeah, over. Yeah, I mean, I'm down to go do my own thing, you know, like just go shopping without everyone. Like I'm, I'm here for it, you uh-huh. know. Okay, I had a happy thought yesterday, and Ooh, I'd like to share it with the podcast. Happy thoughts. I, I, I literally, I was. Should I, we just do happy thoughts the entire podcast? No, okay. we're talking. No, we're talking about fear. But before we get to there, I had a happy thought. Um, ben and I, my brother Benny, we were out at the lake yesterday. None of the family wanted to go to the lake, and which is awesome because, like, on holidays, do what you want. Don't take it personal. So some of us went to the gym. Some of us went to the movie. Some of us went nowhere. You know, whatever. People just chilled. But and we have a big family. So Ben and I were the only ones we ended up at the lake. Uh, initially, I think the whole family, all 15 of us were going to be at the lake with friends, and then it just ended up being Ben and I. And I'm sitting there. It's a beautiful day, gorgeous day, Labor Day. And <clears throat> I kind of was like, you know, I was enjoying a good cigar on Labor Day with Ben, 
and we're looking at the water and I'm thinking to myself, you know, what are my goals? What are my new goals now? Like, what are, the, what are my goals for this next kind of like quarter, like September, October, November, December, like this next third of this, you know, of the year, um, fall. And, and it just kind of hit me, this happy thought. I'm like, I, we're living in the goals. And I wonder for how many people, like we're goal oriented. Jen, you're very, I know I'm speaking your language because you're a very goal oriented person. So am I. Vic, would you say you are? Are you a goal? Yeah. Yeah. I think you are. Yeah. I think we all are. I think we all kind of feed off that. In fact, like we're kind of all kind of driven goal. Once you do one thing. Love list. Next thing. Take thing. What'd you say? Love oh, you list. love lists. Yeah. Check, yeah. Them, check them off. But like even starting the business, we started a business, but now it's like, now when are we going to open another one? And then it's like, oh, when are we going to do this? And when oh, are we going to yeah. jump into the wedding department? Yeah. And when are we going to hire, you know, four more full-time employees? And then, you know, like it, we always kind of like the next thing, the mm-hmm. next thing. And I don't think that's bad, but it just dawned on me this happy thought. I'm like, I, we're actually living in the goals right now. Mm-hmm. Like we wake up in the mornings. Yeah, we have, we work and we have a lot that we're doing, but we wake up in the mornings and like we ha- enjoy coffee every morning. Um, we take moments to enjoy holidays, right? You know what I'm saying? Like we, um, we just got back from vacation, you know, and whatever. It's like, I wonder how many of us were going for something and in the midst of going, and I've been guilty of this, we, we forget or we neglect the fact that we're, we're actually doing it. You know what I'm saying? Like we're a part of a community that we get to build. That's a church, but we get yeah. to build that. And I mean, it's so great. And we're moving into a great building and we probably want to do more. And we probably want, we certainly have goals for that. And like, but like we get to do that every week. Like you have a business and there's a lot of work that goes with that business, especially for you being the operator owner. You're the owner operator. It's not like someone runs the business for you. Um, we own the business together, but mm-hmm. you're there every, you're there every day. You know, I mean, you don't have to be, but you are because when you're there, business is good. And so you kind of like, but you, but you've always wanted that and you get mm-hmm. to do that and you actually enjoy what you do. You know what I'm saying? Like totally. It's these moments of just realizing, like, you know, we have we have a lot of friends. We've lost some friends, but we have a lot of friends. Mm-hmm. And we've made more friends and we're making new friends. And um, we have great family. We don't see all of our family all the time. And all of our relationships with all of our family aren't as good as but we do have good relationships. Great. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I kind of was just like, as I was sitting there yesterday, I'm like, we're kind of living the dream. And I wonder how much of that is because of what's actually happening and how much of that is because we just choose to see the good right now. Yeah, I was going to say how much of that is perspective. Right. Right? Exactly. And I think contentment is um, a struggle for all of us. And once we find it, though, life is beautiful. Contentment of being happy right where you're at and enjoying the moments and sure, we're excited about tomorrow, but just living today, that, that is a struggle, especially if you're in your 20s. I think it's even harder when you're younger. I know it was for me. But I think the thing, too, what you're really referring to is that we're, you're, you found contentment. Not that you're, you're settling just for you know average, but you've found contentment in where you're at right now. You know what? That's profound. And I think you're right. And maybe it took me one month before 45 to genuinely be like, I feel like I am genuinely content. And I don't think it's because of where we're at. I think it's become a, a perspective thing. Okay, for all of my faith, you know, people of faith out there that read the Bible, Paul, an apostle in scripture, says, I've learned to be content in every circumstance, every yeah. in every season of life. It doesn't mean I'm comfortable, I'm settled. Like It doesn't mean like I'm completely satisfied. There's still more to go for. But you learn to be like, you know, in this moment, and he was talking about like even in scripture, he's like in prison, and hardship and in good ship, like you learn to be like, you know what? No, there's there's good in this. 
I'm going to be in this moment. And I don't know. There's yeah. this part of me that like had this profound thought yesterday out of the lake, and you're even crystallizing it for me, is like, no matter what's going on, even in the hard days, I mean, we're, we've been talking, and we're going to talk more today about some of the dark times we live in and the trying times we live in as a nation and as a, and as, as a human species, what's going on in our world today. Um, but even in those moments, there's, there's good to be found. There's, you know, there's moments of gratitude where you can just be like, hey, yeah, tomorrow will take care of itself. We're going to go for this. We're going to go for that. But in the same moment, like just being content with what with what is right now, the good that we have. I was looking at this uh, really cute post and it was all of these 70 or 80 year olds that um, asked like one piece of advice and there was like 10 of them. So I was scrolling through each one and all of them were almost the same. They were they were around. Enjoy the moments that you have. Don't take life too seriously. Uh, slow down and smell the flowers. Uh, be kind to people every day. Um, you know, don't don't rush through your life. Like it was all about at the end of after I read all of them about being content and slowing down and not worrying and showing love and being kind. And it's like, yeah. In other words, they were all summing up: be content, be content, mm-hmm. and take time to enjoy life. Because it in one one post said life goes by really fast. And you know, and, and only a seven year old can really help a 42 year old to really get perspective again, you know, after reading all those posts. But I think that was inspiring too. Yeah. I love it. Like living the dream isn't a destination. It's, it's a the destination, journey. Yeah. It's, it's literally like just, you could choose to live the dream right now. You mm-hmm. could just, you're like, well, I don't have the dream house. I don't have the dream car. I don't have the dream job. I don't have the dream spouse. Yeah, none of them said cars, right. you know, money, bank account. None of them are thinking about that stuff. Yeah, man. I mean, there's so much joy to be found in a cup of coffee and a sunrise. Mm-hmm. And in America, in America, the majority of people can get that. A cup of coffee and a sunrise. You know what I'm saying? Just think about it. Just for a second. Mm-hmm. Um, a cold a cold glass of water on a hot day. Like, you know, I'm being so simple, but it's like, those. there's a lot of joy to be found in those things. We yeah. went on a walk last night, a few of us in the family, because people came over for Labor Day, and so some of us, and just like the sunset, it was, we didn't even catch the sunset, just the glow of the sunset over the trees. And we just kind of stopped for a moment, like, dear God. And I know I'm being super sentimental right now, but honestly, yeah. honestly, for a second... In, in the seriousness of society today, which it is serious out there, yeah. and people just taking themselves way too serious, or maybe they don't feel like that. I mean, there's a lot of things to be serious about. Fear is more prevalent than it has ever been. Absolutely. Not because there's more dangerous things. We just know about more. Yeah. So fear is at an all-time high. It is in these moments. like It's so much more important to kind of take this perspective. So anyways, I, that was my bit of my happy thought. I like your day. happy thoughts, darling. Um. Share them more often. Okay, little Ren and I were doing a little research this morning at Ooh. 6 a.m. Because she was up. She went to work. She went to work. At 6 a.m. this morning. Welcome to life, man. To the shop. She Welcome got, to the grind. She got out there. It was dark when she left. How'd you feel, babe? Loved it? Great. Great Cup to be coffee, an adult. Go to work. Um, and I, I, I said a quote, and I was like, Sren, who said this quote? And she nailed it. She goes, uh, Franklin D. Roosevelt. It was... Wow. She searched it up. Okay. <laughs> she, goes, she goes, I'm not a genius. Um, she did search I love it the, up. Uh, I was going to, yeah, she's though. so honest. I was going to give it to her. I was just going to be like, she's brilliant. She's like, thank you, Google. Um, the only thing we have to fear is fear itself. Franklin D. Roosevelt said that. Thank and you, I, Frankie. It's, cli- it's cliche. It has been cliche for me up until this season of life. I think I get it now. When Franklin D. Roosevelt said, the only thing we have to fear is is fear fear itself. itself. I think I get it because the most dangerous thing that our society is facing today, in my humble opinion, is fear. It is just, it is paramount. And fear makes us do things we would never do. And fear makes us say things we would never say. And fear 
makes us come at people that we would never come at. Yeah. Fear makes us reject friends that we would have never rejected. Fear makes us get angry and hate family that we would have never thought of. Hate. You know what I'm saying? It is unbelievable Fear to makes me. us isolate. Fear literally puts us in prison mm-hmm. when there are no bars. There's no bar. The door is not locked, but you're in prison. Why? Yeah. Fear. To quote him again, the only thing we have to fear is fear itself. Okay, so I want to do like a little study on this and kind of talk about this, babe, and I have some questions I'll bring up. But I, I looked up the definition of fear in the dictionary. And when I say dictionary, I mean on my phone when you type it into notes and <laughs> you say look up. So whatever dictionary that is referencing, that is what I'm going with. The Webster Dictionary. <laughs> What's that? The Webster. Oh, Webster's? Isn't it yeah, Webster's? Yeah, yeah, Webster's? Yeah. I love it when you do the British voice. No. Okay, sorry. Hey, you want to? You, hey, you pick the sound check. Why don't you chill over there? Yeah, I will. I will read in a British voice. Yeah, or Irish. I can't do. This is all I can do. What I'm doing right here. Do a little both. Whatever this sounds like, this is what I'm doing. I'm liking it. All right, I'm not gonna do it because I want to be serious. Okay, okay. Listen to this. Catch this definition. Fear, the unpleasant emotion caused by the belief that something or someone is dangerous, likely to cause pain or a threat. Number two, the likelihood of something unwelcome happening. Number three, the feeling of anxiety concerning the outcome of something or the well-being of someone. Okay, I want, it is the belief Likely. that something <laughs> or someone is dangerous. It's the likelihood yeah. of something unwelcome happening. It is the feeling of anxiety concerning the outcome. Do you understand? Fear is not founded in reality. It's a feeling. It's an emotion. And it's a belief. That is the definition of fear. Fear is a belief. It's a belief that something bad might happen. Okay, remember when Caleb was learning to ride his bike? I've oh told this story goodness. before, but this is my favorite. Caleb was like seven, learning to ride his bike. It's all, all up in his head all Yeah, the time. and he would be yeah. riding, and it, I'd push him, and he'd be going pretty good, pretty good, pretty good. And then out of nowhere, just, it's like a, an invisible missile hit him, and he would literally just <laughs> boom. Like he, his arms would flail, right? Like I was like, it was so it was shocking. Impressive. I was like, what happened? I'd run over there. He'd be mangled. I'd pick him up, and I'd be like, okay, and we'd kind of talk about it. He, he'd get his courage up again, and he'd start flying, and i let him go. And he's just, I mean, he's going so smooth. There's no obstacles. Nothing hits him. There's nothing in the way. Nothing distracts him. And then out of nowhere, right? Out of nowhere, dude just falls. Finally, and he's crying this one time, and I come up to him, and I'll never forget that my little seven-year-old son, one of the most profound things he's ever said to me. He didn't even know it, right? I go, Caleb, why do you keep falling down, bud? What like, there's, there's nothing there. Like, Why? Are you falling? And he says in his little seven-year-old voice, he's like, I fall down <laughs> because I am afraid that I might fall down. And it just, like, I, when he said it as a kid, it the, prof- the profundity of it, like, it, it just nailed me. I'm like, I fall down because I'm afraid that I might fall down. So it's like we preemptively sabotage ourselves. Like, I don't want, I don't want to fall down, so I'm just going mean, to, we just do it. You know what I'm saying? That is what fear is. Fear is a belief that you're going to fall down. Yep. And what we do with fear many times is we just go ahead and be like, Yo, no, no, no. So, so since I don't want to fall down, what I'll do is I'll just, we stop. We lock ourselves. We stop living. We stop moving forward, right? It's a belief. Even in the face of imminent danger, I would say this. We can choose courage over fear. 
you can actually be facing real danger. Now, I'm not going to say in society today that there's not real danger. I think there is. Or in your life, whatever you're up against. If you're starting a business, if you're maybe venturing out and asking someone out in a new relationship, or you just got married and here you go. I'm not going to say there's a chance that there's actually imminent danger, sure. but we can still move forward with courage in the face of imminent danger. We don't have to give way to fear. Fear is an emotion and a feeling. Not only is it a belief, it's emotion and a feeling. So let me just say this again. Fear isn't a reality. Danger is, but fear is an emotion and a feeling. There's a difference between feeling fear and giving in to fear. Right. That's exactly right. Jen, you said something um, Sunday at church. You said, um, I'm going to be afraid and do it anyway. Or you said, I'm going to do it scared. I'm going to do like, it Like, yeah, I, that was such a great thought. Like, what is, like, kind of break that down for me. You were like, you know what? Be afraid and do it anyway. Well, the truth is, is that feeling fear is okay. That, that mm-hmm. That's actually not a problem. And if any of us says say we don't, we're lying. You know, it's, it's, a, it's a real feeling. But it's when that feeling begins to possess everything about what you do, who you are. It becomes everything, right? It, it handicaps you. It paralyzes you. Or not even everything, just anything. Like, okay, just because you sense fear doesn't mean you have to surrender to fear. That's right. And, and I think that was the thing. Sometimes... Even when I know I have to push through, I'll just, I'll do it scared. You do it scared. And I think anything... You said that at church and that was funny. You're like, hey, just do it scared. And people started snickering. I know. I heard them. I heard them snickering. <laughs> I kind of knew that was going to happen. Because the know, phrase, like, do it, you know. Do it. You, do give, it. you get what you're saying? I get what I'm saying. <laughs> okay. Okay, big We're guy. schoolers. <laughs> she said, do it. <laughs> all, all, all high schoolers. <laughs> you um, said, do it. But I think it. I think in 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 life, anything. I, I mean, honestly, let's take, we take it back to having a baby for all the girls who can relate. Who okay. Had babies. Yeah. It is. I mean, that it was is Labor a Day. Horrific scare. I was scared out of my mind. I was like, I do not think this thing is coming out. Like that. That even that kind of scare. Like, but you had. There's something about that moment where you have to just give it all you got, and I did it. Did it scare? Uh, you have no choice. I had no choice. And it's crazy to me that yesterday, being Labor Day, all the moms went into labor. Okay. <laughs> we were just waiting. Oh, I'm so my God. God. That was I mean, so I know. I, was, oh, I mean, man. people are turning off the podcast right now. They're just like, can't do it. <laughs> Put it on mute. Just because you sense fear doesn't mean you have to succumb that's to exactly it. That's exactly right. You don't have to surrender that's to exactly it. And right. that's that to me is, and, but that's hard, right? Um, so how can we? Be in fearful situations. What is happening in Coffee Talk it's Studios? The sun is in my Vic, face. Be grateful the fact that the sun is out because we're coming into some months into the where the sun months. will disappear forever in Seattle. I'm so, not complaining. I'm just blocking it. Let it burn your retinas. Enjoy okay. it. <laughs> let the heat radiate right through your retinas. Um, it's a little Ren's like trying to play shadow over here. Um, okay, here's a, so I, I'm practical. So, okay, but if I'm in a fearful situation, how do I, how, how do can I sense fear but not surrender to it? Yeah. Can I just, I'm going to give you a fact. Fear isn't a fact. Fear is a belief. Fear is an emotion. Fear is a feeling. That's its actual definition. I'm not making that up. That is the definition of fear. Fear and danger are not synonyms. Yeah. Okay. Here is a fact. Past fears often serve as present confidence. Your past fears many times will give you confidence today. Uh-huh. That is a fact. That is a fact. The troubles that you are going through today will be a part of your triumph tomorrow. It's what you stand on. It's a it's fact. It's what helps you move forward. It is actually a fact. Yeah. And I'll, I'll go church talk for a second. Your trials today will be a part of your testimony tomorrow. Yep. Yeah. P- please tell me when that has never not been true. 
Our past fears, the things that had us, okay, think back to things that you were so afraid of, that had you shaking in your boots, quaking, your heart was beating because you were so afraid, and then you, you did it, you got through it, you experienced it, you went through it, and then you did it again, and you did it again, and today, the thing that scared you back then is the very thing today that makes you be like, oh, I got this. I got this. It's the interview I'm... that you were just like losing yeah. your mind over and then you crushed it in the end right. and got the dream job. Your first right? interview. You were so And now, five interviews later, one of the things you're you're like, dude, I'm so ready for this interview. Why are you ready for this interview? Oh, because I've been through some really hard interviews. And now interviews. you're coaching people to get through interviews yourself. Exactly. Yeah. So let's let's remind ourselves in these we present fears. These will yes. be the very things that give us courage. And that's courage. what I mean by you know doing it scared. That's exactly what I mean. Like we have to face it and do it scared because it'll become what we stand on later. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, Sunday was a great was a great example. Vic the sound chick, um, she runs all the music and stuff for the church that we we're a part of, and um, they had the audio just the audio system. There like was we no said, audio. Right? It just they were dying. <laughs> it was it was a total catastrophe, right? And I remember. I mean, it was. And I remember coming in and out, and they hadn't started rehearsing, and we got we, you know, we got hundreds of people showing up for church, and you know, there's a whole worship team on the stage, a band, and everyone, and the audio company just they just they, whatever something was, you know, that's that happens all the time with audio. Oh my God, it's the worst. But and I remember coming up to Vic, and I'm thinking like, dude, she's probably gonna, she, I mean, because we were about 40 minutes behind schedule, which if you don't know in live events, being 40 minutes behind schedule is puts everything at a it's a pretty big deal, yeah. right? So I come up to Vic, and I'm like, how are we doing? She's like, we'll be fine. I mean, she's so chill, and because she's so chill, because she's leading this team, the team's so chill, they're joking. I'm like, you're good? She's like, we'll be fine. And here's why Vic could do that in that moment, Mm -hmm. where most people would lose their ish. Here's why she could do that, because she's been through it before. She's been in situations where she did. Vic, you probably lost your mind before. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, like things don't work out. You just panic. You go into a frenzy. You start getting angry. You start whatever. You just, uh, you lose yourself. And you realize later, like, what was all that for? (laughs) Then you have the experience. You go through it. And you realize, okay, here's what happened. Here's what didn't work out. Here's what did work out. It was terrible. It wasn't terrible. But once you've done it, Mm -hmm. now you know. Mm -hmm. And so she was able to, on Sunday, be like, it'll be fine. And she genuinely believed that. The courage... The confidence she had in a very uncertain moment come, came only from the fact that she had already experienced that fear. And she was right. It went great. About 10 minutes before we needed to be started, everything worked out. The team did a little quick run through. We're good to go. We'll, we'll wing it as we go. And everything was awesome. And in fact, it was, it was phenomenal, right? That only comes because she's faced those fears before. I think knowing eliminates the fear. So what I would say to people that are facing fearful situations, whether it be a pandemic, whether it be a new thing, whether it be buying your first house, whether it be going through your first job interview, whether it be you know, competition or attempting anything new, don't be afraid to go through it because that's how you'll find out and then you'll know yeah. and that will bring courage. So I'm almost actually saying like fear can actually be the, the catalyst for courage. It's a tool. If you if you can work that fear, it, it could literally, that's what you're saying, is a tool to really help you get to where you need to be. I mean, I, I, I'm remembering when we first, I think one of the greatest fears, and I don't know if it would have been like, oh, I'm sc- it's not scared of the dark kind of fear. It was kind of like, I have no idea what I'm about to get into kind of fear. Like, oh my word. I don't know anybody. I don't know a thing. I don't have a job. Is when we moved from Atlanta to Seattle. And then that was one huge 
huge moment of like facing some fears. And then I had to jump in and start a, a business. And there were so many things to be afraid of. I had no idea what I was doing. I'd never started a business. I didn't know how to navigate traffic in this huge city called Seattle where it was out of control. I was walking into people's homes, quoting things that I wasn't sure if I was quoting right. I mean, like there was so much to be fearful of. And I remember going to work every morning so anxious and, and scared. Mm-hmm. Even scared to get in my car and drive. And I didn't have maps on my phone at that point. I had to print out our directions. Really? Oh, yeah. Is that and, long ago? And we would Google yes. Maps didn't exist? No, on the phone. God, we're and old. I remember thinking, I had a flip phone still. And oh I remember God. thinking, Remember Nextel? I'm, I'm lost. <laughs> I, my first, my first you know, job gig, I'm going to be an hour late. I mean, there was so In the cleaning much. industry, you call them gigs? You know, my, 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 my gig. <laughs> man, it was a gig, man. I'm working that gig. And, you know, it's, it's a girl like, working her gig. But like yeah. now, now, I, I, it makes me realize all the things that I could, even now, there's so many little things I'm just like, I don't know, mm-hmm. a little bit of fear. I kind of rest assured, like, it'll, it'll, I'll figure it out. And I think fear, if we can get to a place where we're going to face it, and then even if you have to get on stage and speak publicly, just you're going to get in there and you're mm-hmm. going to figure it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it comes, and it's amazing what happens when we can f- feel the fear, but not allow it to cripple us or handicap okay, us. Okay, it's what you said is just so interesting because you named two things that were very fearful you in the past. And you said moving, moving to another state, right? <clears throat> leaving a church and moving to another church, moving to another state, taking another job. And then you said starting a business. Interestingly enough, those were huge fears for both of us back then. Those fears doing that have enabled us now to leave a current church and job and start our own church and community. We never, I mean, and when we were doing that, I was not half as afraid. We were so courageous because I'm like, oh, we've kind of, we've kind of done this before. Yeah. Like we kind of, I don't know how everything will work out, but I kind of know what we'll face. I know these feelings. I've been through these feelings before. We're going to be all right, right? Mm-hmm. Like it, it changes for you. And then starting a business. When you started that business 15 years ago, the first business that you owned, I remember I was afraid for you too. And then when we started Sweet Serenity. <laughs> I remember you oh, You would man. wake up nervous and anxious. I'm like, what's totally. wrong? Like, well, I don't know. Like, are you going to be okay? You kept asking, are you like, going to be okay? Are the tax people going to come okay? get us? Like, we don't even know what to do. Like, we yeah. didn't know. There were so many things we didn't know that we, we didn't know. Yeah. To be filed, like, right? are we going to go to jail? Are we doing sure something you have wrong? Your like, they paid you in cash? <laughs> you know, like, are, can do we do that? that? Yeah. <laughs> um, and then. Starting this next business, it's amazing. It it gave us so much courage to start this business because we already knew. And there's things that we're learning now. Imagine when we open a new shop. Imagine any new endeavors we do. Um, okay, I remember the first time I ever spoke publicly. Oh my goodness! Oh, like God. the fear, and it, most people can relate with that. Like public speaking, right? Just the fear that grips you. You can't, you can't you catch breathe. your your breath, and your voice you is, and your voice you know, shakes. You start pitting out. Yeah, yeah, you start snapping your lips and the white starts congealing oh. around the things. And then you forget what you're saying and you go blank and you don't know what to do. And you know, like, oh man. I remember the first time, and now here we are. We've been doing a podcast for three years. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you were to say, do you, someone asked me the other day, like, do you ever get nervous when you go up on stage? I said, I cannot remember the last time in the last 10 years of being nervous. I sometimes get like excited or. I don't want to say anxious because anxious has a bad connotation, but there's like an excitement. This energy. Like I feel adrenaline. Yeah. But nervous, no. No, I don't. I don't get what you're like, why? Something that made me so nervous, not just nervous, but so scared was public speaking. Is because you just did it so many times. Like you faced your fears. You're like, oh, I've I've done this. I kind of, even though we don't know everything, we know that. And so I just think, so that's a great question to ask people as we kind of wrap things up today. What are you afraid of right now? And if you're saying, like, I don't know what I'm afraid of. And like, be honest yeah, with yourself. Or what, 
what's worrying you right now? Like, what yeah, do you worry about? Really because I think one of the ways people are like, I'm not afraid. It. Yeah, but do you worry? Because worry is an expression of fear. It's the, it's the redheaded stepchild of fear. Worry. It's just, it's, it's, maybe you're not like, I'm so afraid, but you worry. You worry. You worry. Yeah. What if? What if? That's why I stopped reading so I unfollowed so many news feeds on my news app. Because I'm like, dude, they're just making me worry. <gasps> 50,000 times the cases of corona than this time last year. 500 million people potentially could die. They haven't, but what if they did? You know, it's just like all this worry. I'm like, I'm just not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. So what are you, what are you afraid of right now? Or what are you, wor- what's worrying you? And then do this. Answer that question. Maybe it's one or two things. And then how can you imagine it actually giving you confidence moving forward in the future? Can I tell you for me right now personally, one of the things that kind of is like a challenge that could generate the feeling of fear in me is that we've just rented the largest church building in the city of Bellevue, a massive city. Like there is there is no other building larger, church building. There's a bunch of buildings larger, skyscrapers, but church building. We just leased the largest church building in one of the greatest cities in this, in this state, right? We just did that. Mm-hmm. I'm excited, but also I'm like, oh God. You know, like what, what, what do we do? Like, are we doing this? Like, we're really, we're going to move into that and all the unknowns that we don't know of being a part of a property that big and the people that will come and just, you know, just all of that entails. But then I thought to myself, but how can, how can that actually give me confidence moving forward? Because six months from now, a year from now, we're going to buy or build a freaking amazing facility. And you know what's going to give me confidence and courage in those moments? It's like, dude, we rented like the biggest church building in the city Mm -hmm. of Bellevue, one of the most expensive cities in the whole nation. So you know what? Mm -hmm. We're going to be all right. Like, honestly, it's going to happen, right? Yeah. Think about that. Yes. Babe, is there anything right now that you would say that's kind of like... Well, no, you touched on it. I think when you said worry, and I think that's that's something that we don't talk about um, enough or even admit to ourselves. I think worry chips away... Or it has for me personally, it has chipped away slowly at my confidence. And I would say like, you've got to fight that battle of mental worriness. Like it starts in your mind. Like we mm-hmm. all know the, the mind is one of the strongest things. And I think worry, it, it, it comes in so small and so little, but it's like layer after layer, worry after worry. It's like, what, what if, what if, you know, what if my, my son, what if my daughter, it's like all of these little things. And before you know it, you're worrying about everything. And it, it, it can control and dominate literally how you, you interact, how you live life, how you even exist in, in life itself. Okay, like if we were going to give remedies, I'm thinking right now, like just to help the listeners, help us, help me, what would be like, what's a remedy to worry? Like what are some of the things? Like what would be, okay, like people are like, dude, I worry all the time. What's a remedy? Okay, I think one, and which off the top of my head, is silence. What I mean by silence is like stop listening to mm-hmm. so many things. Silence. I even think for me personally, like I get away, I go out to a lakeside, I go to the forest, I walk through the forest and path, and it's just the silence. Like I, 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 I kind of break away from the noise of life, yes. um, everything being said. And you, you can't get away from that ever. I'm not a monk. I don't live in a monastery. Right. But like I, I take moments in my day, moments in the week, and I just get some silence because silence does something. Silence settles you. Mm-hmm. Silence helps you to maybe think or hear something of hope or positive, right? Don't you think? What are other remedies I, to worry? I think I was just thinking, like, turn off the noise. I mean, you just, that literally, I think that's, that's one of the hugest keys. Maybe, yeah. if, maybe if just that one alone 
would be the, the thing is, is for, like you said, turning off so there's so much noise, right? There's so much noise. And then on the, on the flip side of that, I would say then from there, what you were digesting, like what then when you do put stuff in, yeah. if that's music, articles, news, friends, conversations, yeah, opinions, opinions, like what, what does all that look like? Some of us are so particular about what we'll physically put in our body. Like I will not eat a hot dog. I would never eat, you know, something that's processed. I would never put gluten in my body and I, okay, fine. But yet we will allow so many opinions, ideologies, thoughts. We just let it come right through our eyes, right through our ears. Like, dude, you need, we need to be more selective on what we're allowing to get into our minds, into our hearts, into our souls. Honestly, 100%. think about that for a second. One of the ways I can eliminate worry is, okay, if fear is a belief, faith is a belief. If fear is a belief, then I can actually, if fear is a belief, I can actually change. Actually, faith is a fact, but if fear is a belief, mm-hmm. I can actually change the way I believe by what I'm fueling it with. So fuel the 100%. belief. If I fuel it with fearful things, then it's just going to grow and grow and grow. But if I start to fuel it with confidence, with faith, with <clears throat> trust with happy thoughts, you know, like a happy thought by a lake on a, on Labor Day. Yeah. All of a sudden, the belief in fear it begins to shift. I agree. Yeah. I agree. I mean, I was just around. It, it, this is just a small moment this morning. I I dropped off um, a delivery, and <coughs> the girl who received it, she just is such a happy person. When and I hadn't been around her much. I met her one other time. Mm-hmm. But even I, while you're talking, I'm thinking about that. How like even the people you're around. Are they just genuinely happy? Do they do they do they look at life and say we can do it? Kind of spirit, mm-hmm. give it a go. Kind or of attitude. We are doing it, or we yeah. are doing it. Or you kind of around people who are like, well, you know, it may always be this way. Yeah. You know, I just always struggle financially. Mm-hmm. Well, it's always so hard. It's like it's the people in your world, or even people that are just waiting and waiting for it to like get better. And I'm like, oh my God, while you're waiting and waiting and waiting for what could be, what may be, what might come, uh-huh. you could just be living right now in what is yeah. and actually finding the good in it. Yeah. So, I love that. Yeah. Well, anyways, the only thing to fear is fear, fear itself. Darling. Thank you, Theodore. Well, cheers. Thanks for listening to Coffee well, do Talk. You, do, you have any, uh, <clears throat> do you have any tips as you turn <clears throat> 17, Sweet Serenity? Sweet Serenity, any like life tips all? at 17? If you could give one piece of advice as we close out the podcast. Come on, this is your moment. Oh, gosh. <laughs> it could be a repeat of something you know your brilliant father has said or even your, your very wise learned, mother. Something I that mean, has I helped you. I doubt it would what be something Dick the Sound Chick has said. But in this year. Maybe. As you transition, I don't, I don't on a spot like that, I don't know. We're making you sing. We're making you sing. Okay, what is one of the greatest quotes you've heard? Okay, you just posted something recently on Instagram. I thought was pretty profound. Oh no, I I can't remember that. Well, thank you. you this is inspiring. I don't know about you, but I am motivated. Man, you know what, Loren? You've inspired the heck out of me right now. Yeah. <laughs> hey, let's end with that quote. No, okay, I will say this. Just to sum oh, it all up. a life hack. Teach us the life hack about buying, t- buy, buying shoes, how you can pay less. When you need to buy a pair of Nikes. It's not work for adults, though. Yes, it does. No, not for me. No. Oh, well. Ha, no. ha. If you go to the, a Nike shoe store and you go to the children's department, you can actually find the same pair of shoes in, in a child size that's a larger child yeah, size teenagers. that fits you and you can pay half as, half as much. Feet. I can't. Yeah, not Well, for... if you wear a size seven women's, yeah. right? That's what we're talking about here, people. Yeah. An eight, eight and a half. 
you can go to the children's section and get the same that. shoe and pay half. Yeah. Okay, there you go. You're welcome, friends. You're welcome. Yeah, you're welcome. I'm gonna, I'm not gonna lie. That was just that was very anticlimactic Hard. for me. <laughs> I, just, I don't feel like we can. I actually really Let me like end that it with this quote. <laughs> the trouble you face today will be a part of your triumph tomorrow. <sighs> ah I love okay. you. title of love the podcast. You all. Happy right. birthday. Cheers. Cheers. Thanks for joining us today on Coffee Talk with Billy and Jen. Hey, if you've enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and we'd love to hear from you. You can leave a review, rate us or follow us on social media at It's Billy Huffman. Here's to more coffee and honest conversations. Cheers.